two gods. Okay, welcome back to another episode of Syndrome Lifted, part 11, episode, wait, episode 8, 9, I think it's episode 20, and part 10, or part 11. Okay, two gods, I stand another man between them, he struggles them, against them, and a guard at the left limitless has a swift punch towards the man's ribs. He doubles over as he feels like he's going to be sick. Luke, Edward, in a stained jacket, his brother Morris on the side, standing inside in front of Luke. This man can make a mockery. This is a harmless tradition, and I will not stand for it. The king appears to the other side of the crowd, flanked by his guards. He smiles happily while he watches the scaffold, and taken back by how, how happy he looks. His eyes seem lighter than he's ever been, perched atop of his throne. His face seems less stern, and his entire demeanor has changed. Luke knows full well my brother intended to claim. He starts across the crowd and toward his great hand, lands on me. Her. I stand for to earth my vomit. More screams. I think I will be back when I could. I made him assumedly to be remotely, remotely interested. He does not even know my name, but I realize he has nothing less to do with me, but more has to be done to make a fool of Luke. The rules are clear. Edward it continues. Morris comes for a family with a higher class, with better breeding, and so Luke's famous void. Hermione is efforts truly. Luke sifts the guard's grip and hands a clean jab on Edward's chin, sending him stumbling back. Stumbling back, Edward rushes in by fifth ways, a screaming in terror. And the king's head snaps up. He looks directly at me. Enough, orders the king. Edward stops in his tracks, lowering him in the hand. And the king signals his guard as they scoot Luke up, drag him through the same door as they say, taking live. And a crowd disperses. Some of the guards laugh. Edward and Morris, my heart stinks. Luke is only with me to take my chance out here. Beyond that, I'm worried something terrible is going to happen to him. Scanning the room with Erin. I didn't see her, but the tears are watching me. I hear some some whispering, stumbling over my own feet as the crowd presses in. I catch the sight of Edward whispering and something to Morris. He makes his way towards me. Hello again, he says. I'm very sorry I could see that. The air whistles in. Out between his broken teeth, as he lies to my face, I think I have to know whatever. What well, he has bare lies now. I made my intentions clear. Once on the tip of my fingers, over his exposed skin of my shoulders, where have I taken look? I ask. Ask, ask you, boys. I am a gentleman. Not to mention his name, says Morris, pressing on to me. I'm sure it'll be dealt with whatever man who can take the king feels to be appropriate. Tears well up 
made no intentional claim. You are simply lying. More response. Don't you dare tell me it's actually healthy. What these claims on you? I was Luke says. Or more says. He sighs heavily and tries to take my hand in, squeezing in tight. Don't you dare embarrass me in front of all these people. I need you to take a smile. Even though you're not happy, you need, you need to act the part. He leans in and presses his lips to mine. I try to pull away, but he holds me close. He smiles like wine and sweat, but all I want to do is get away from him. I step back and bring my knee up as hard as I can between his legs. He blinds me up and helps the people around to stop and stare. I look at Maud's face, fits of anger and belittling, and finally agony. Before we get chance to recover the shot, I took off and run empty powder room. I slammed the door through the family and looked for exit. The only door is one, and they came through, and there's only a narrow window, no closet, no wardrobe, nowhere to be found. I can hide. My heart cracks inside my chest. I glance at the window again. I wait under my skirt to find a farthing tail while I hook in it. I let the fall around my ankles. I strip around the underlays of petticoats, leaving my shell dress. Reaching behind me, I struggle and untie the knot. Back of the corset, I can't imagine it. After picking, kicking my shoes, I push open a small window. I hoist myself up. I'm halfway through when someone grabs the hold of my ankle. And wow, that is the end of chapter 10 of Cinderella's Dead Novel by Caitlin Brayman. And now, for the next podcast, we'll continue to chapter 11. See you later.